0: Hello, and welcome to the Art of Purpose podcast. If this is your first time listening in, well, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. If you are a returning listener, you may know that I have been doing some purposeful pauses, which have been shorter, sharing insights and reminders, which have been really fun for me as, you know, I'm very fond of reminders because they really are necessary on this journey. I wanted to share with you that lately I have been in the midst of a program I'm offering called the Summer of Purpose, which really isn't only about summer, it's about life. And I have been very blessed to have some lovely inspirational conversations with several awesome women around creating more balance in our lives, using community support and learning from others on how to prioritize ourselves, set intentions, especially focusing in on physical wellness, emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and creative experimentation. I hope that you enjoy these episodes as much as I had in conversing with these wonderful women. They are full of wonderful information and tools to assist us on this journey of life. Be curious. Welcome to the Art of Purpose Podcast, a show where we explore the joys and challenges of living a fulfilling life. I'm your host Gayla. I'm an Alaskan, an artist and an encourager. I'll be sharing my own personal stories and practical advice, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and support as you practice the art of purpose. Well, hi, Lee. It's uh, hi, great to have you here with me. I really, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share with us and be here. And um I know you just came in from the wilderness and a long adventure there. And so so I, I kind of reacclimate yourself back into to the rip to the rest of the world and um sharing yourself. So I appreciate you taking the time to to be here. So yeah, yeah maybe I'm
1: just excited to be here and be part of the summer of purpose. It's a great um Initiative to help people find their purpose and their peace.
0: Yes, yeah. It you know we you know I find that we all need reminders and support, and it's a, it's an ongoing conversation. It's not like we get information and we get it. You know, it's like we it takes time to assimilate and sink in and process, and oh, and get the aha. So, um, you know, it is it is an ongoing conversation. So, yeah. Uh, well, let's start with, give us a little bit of background a- about you and how you got started in your field and what maybe really inspired you to get started in, in doing what you're doing and tell us about what it is you do.
1: Um, my name is Lee Lubin and I am a yoga teacher and an educator in general. I've always been an educator. It's my gift, no matter what I'm teaching, it seems to be where I get into the flow Um, and yoga seeped its way into my life. The universe directed me there despite some efforts to not follow that path. Um, <laughs> and I was introduced to yoga when I was 19. A friend said, I'm taking a class at community college. It's fun. I think you'll like it. And I was blessed with a wonderful teacher who had us come back to center in between every pose and feel what we were. And at the time, as I was overextending myself and biking seven miles each direction. And always about halfway through the class, I'd just go into Shavasana for the feel and be like, no, this is where I'm staying for the rest of the class. and This is what she's teaching us. And um, then I practiced on my own for a while and had no interest in teaching, but the universe just kept... Nudging me in finding a great teacher, and then the teacher that kept nudging me to become a teacher, and then spaces that just opened up with no commitment and no effort to continue the process of um, me offering yoga. And so
0: nice for about all those nudges
1: 15 years. Yeah,
0: (laughs) for 15 years. Wow.
1: Been teaching, I think, for fifteen years and practicing for twenty-five. I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe tell us a little bit of, of, about um, your yoga and the philosophy and why that is something that is really beneficial for you and for <clears throat> practitioners in general. Because I think I think at some level, I mean, I'm familiar with yoga and <clears throat> I know the benefits of yoga. Um, excuse me. Um, however, not everybody does, and I have had some conversations with people who find um you know they just maybe it's just not knowledgeable or don't you know or, or it's got the you know like a mainstream preconce- preconceived idea of what yoga is um so what maybe just share a little bit about what you like about yoga or what you find beneficial and what it what it is for you
1: um for me yoga i kind of describe it the physical practice of yoga and the spiritual practices of yoga sometimes i describe it as the best lover you could ever have that can meet you everywhere you need. Some days you need caressing, some days you need excitement, some days you need curiosity or adventure. Um, and so I've really found that yoga in its diversity and the different avenues of entering the practice of yoga, both the physical and the mental and the spiritual, just really is a huge palette of what do I need today and how can I meet myself. Um, as opposed to something contrived or a specific way. Mm -hmm. And so I find that is probably what has kept me coming back to yoga more than anything else is that it can meet me where I am and with what I need um, each time I arrive. And I feel like yoga has been branded ingenious. I don't know who came up with the idea that yoga is relaxing because there's nothing relaxing about the physical (laughs) practices of yoga it's hard. <laughs> um, and, um, and I really feel that the eight limbs of yoga with the um, yamas and the niyamas, the personal practices for yourself and the world, and then the physical practice, it's all training wheels to get you to embodiment or bliss or a place where you can exist easily honoring what's going on and being aware of what's going on inside of you and outside of you at the same time. So you don't have to kind of choose between like, am I interacting with the world outside of me or if I'm taking care of myself that you can simultaneously exist in your whole being and receive and interact with the world that you don't have to choose one or the other. Um, so I think yoga is uh, The physical practices of yoga are great and I really feel like they're the fountain of youth and keeping me moving and living easily. And then the mental practices are the salve for being human. (laughs) human
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And when you're practicing yoga, it's, you know, it's, it's finding someone that you um, that you resonate with and um, it's not about needing to know all the, the history and the, and the, um, the, like the, what the word Shavasana means or pranayamas, or, you know, it's, it, that's part of the learning and understanding of process along the way. However, it's um, just enjoying um, the awareness of your connection with yourself, not, you know, from a not just physical aspect, but bringing yourself more into that body awareness mm-hmm. of listening and body connection right? Of when the more that we're connected with our body, the more we're connected with ourselves and our, our hearts and our, you know, what's going on within us. And that kind of goes into a little bit about um, one of some of the practices that you do is the embodiment practice. Um, Do you want to explain a little bit about what that is?
1: Um, The embodiment practices that I've been playing with our culmination of what I started, what really sunk me into yoga in the first place. And um, embodiment is a word that's being thrown around a lot now. And I really think of embodiment as not simply body, it's the combination of our mental facilities, energy or emotions and physical sensations all being able to be online at the same time. So we don't just process with our body or just feel what's going on in our body. It becomes this holistic receiving and experiencing of the world where our whole being can be online. Um, It's um, let's see. It's hard to explain exactly. One of the meditation practices that have weaved into my physical practices is comes from the realization process um, which is advata, Vedanta or non-duality meditation. So kind of that whole idea that we are not separate from the world around us, mm-hmm. but at the same time we are. We can have a container right, and maintain a container that's permeable because we don't want to lose ourselves with the world around us and we don't want to choose one or the other. Um, I don't know if that's
0: totally clear. It's a hard thing to. Kind of well, it is. It's a challenging thing, and I mean, it's something that I've actually been playing around with too. It's 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 the paradoxes of living, of how to um, be in the world and yet um, as our, as our physical selves and uh, moving and and doing our things, and yet also knowing that um, we are more than that. And um, getting in touch and the knowledge of having those times of being able to be quiet and be able to touch those deeper spots, you know, and getting to that, those bliss areas or those areas where we're able to disconnect from the mind chatter and all the things that programs that um, that play um, in the, this world of form, you know, and things that we've been told and, you know, created and and yet being able to disassociate, well, I don't know but disassociate, be able to see it and not know that that's not who we are, that there is something deeper under there. And that's where I see the embodiment practices really helping um, become in tune with um, all the parts of ourselves and and learning how to accept all the parts of ourselves um, and how to do that like simultaneously is like, you could be upset at something and yet have some compassion and understanding and space for it too. And having them both coexist at the same time. And it's like, you know, that's kind of mind blowing for our minds because it's so easy to want to compartmentalize things and have it be one way or another. And it's a training. It's a, you know, to to practice getting out of that Mm -hmm. way of thinking.
1: And the embodiment practices, I treat them very much like a yoga practice or when I'm teaching alignment in yoga um that they're a practice that then we let go and it just slowly integrates into our being so that we don't actually need quiet and introspective time to experience bliss that right. we can experience bliss at the same time that we're connecting and um just knowing that each time we do a practice it strengthens our embodiment muscle or our meditation muscle or physical muscle so that we don't need to engage it. It just eventually becomes how it is.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That is, um, you describe that perfectly. It's it, that's, and it is really the practice of, of learning how, you know, that we don't have to, Oh, this is our meditation time, or this is our yoga time and having these set, Times it's, it's that practice of how to live and be and have that, um, that awareness and um, the consciousness, the presence to be able to have live in that space more often, um, as we're moving through the day with whatever we're doing because it really comes back to you know the energy of which we do anything,
1: mm-hmm. really.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is the I love talking about this kind of stuff,
1: <laughs> me too.
0: Yeah. So, what is what is your philosophy about? You know, if, if, if not just um, yoga or um, uh, what just about just physical wellness and um, how does it relate? You know, I think we've touched on some of this. You know, the emotional, spiritual, and the creative wellness. How does it? How does being uh, able to touch be part of our awareness of our physical bodies and wanting to be uh, more? caring and loving towards ourselves um, and embracing the the aspect of physical wellness and how that affects um, all other areas, the other areas that we're focusing on.
1: Um, Well, I think that physical wellness is really a nice balance between strength, mobility, fluidity, and ease that um, there isn't a clear definition of physical wellness except for what I seek is balance and physical wellness to me is means that I have the ability to do what I want to do in my life without it being taxing or injuring even something as simple as not what I'm driving but parked from reaching in the back to grab something out of the back seat that that movement doesn't then injure me um, that I can have the skills to go into the wilderness or things that fill me up or dance or my hands work to create art or other aspects. Um, and then the physical wellness really comes in because it's the home for everything else. It's the container for the creativity, the spirituality, um, and all the other aspects of our self live and thrive in the physical wellness. And so if we don't have physical wellness, it's not that we can't be creative or spiritual or anything else. It just makes it a little bit more challenging. And um, what I find really interesting about physical wellness is that sometimes we actually need to access it through the spiritual um, because our bodies might not be working very well in order to use that realm to find freedom and we need to come in from creativity or spirituality or Mm. emotional intelligence to free up the physical body but that the I find that when my physical body is in its most balanced vital shape my emotional well-being is better it's easy for me to emotionally connect with people and I feel um, at ease more so with the nuances of spirituality that, as you mentioned before, pull us in both directions and there's a paradox and the whole human experience. And so I really feel that physical wellness creates more ease for all of those other aspects to mm-hmm. in our container.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just coming to my mind that physical wellness, um, I feel like, you know, we, we hear about it a lot. Um, and generally it's in a, there, I, I and I don't think this is true for everybody, but however, I've, I've experienced this and so I, I feel like it's probably relevant that um, it's easy to feel like we're not doing enough and we're not good enough or if we since we can't do X, y and Z, we're not physical or you know and to be able to get to a place where um, accepting uh, letting go of the judgment around our physical capability and or uh, limitations, and to get to a place where we're more uh, can be accepting of where we're at with our physical, our vessels. And, um, and that in those respects, being able to move forward with whatever we're choosing to do, whether it be yoga or walking or gentle stretching or, you know, whatever those are. And that, you know, that giving ourselves that, Hey, this, this matters and this counts, and this is part of that practice. And that the more that we can stick with, practicing and doing this on a more in a regular consistent basis then we do, um, can see movement and growth in that. And if not, it, it, there's still that satisfaction of doing something, caring and loving for ourselves and coming from it from that direction, instead of from a, a shaming, um, blaming, you know, uh, energy of, you know, you, you didn't get your 10,000 steps in or whatever, you know, <laughs> um, so being able to release the judgment around our physical, um, wherever we're at physically, you know, that, and that's part of that self-acceptance of our bodies as they are right now. And then choosing to make the next steps out of love and caring and not.
1: Not out of force. Not out of think, force. Yeah. One thing I really encourage people to do is to take a step back from making goals And to instead look at the intention behind the goal so that um, I find that that gives us Mm -hmm. more grace in changing what we do to meet the intention as opposed to being attached to the goal.
0: Love it. Mm -hmm.
1: So... Um, if my goal is to practice yoga every day for 15 minutes, I need to step back and say, why is my goal to practice yoga every day for 15 minutes? Is it because I want to learn discipline? Is it because I want to do something nurturing for myself? Is it for longevity, health? Um, because then inevitably, no matter what goal we make, life is going to throw at them, the obstacle <laughs> that means that we right. might not hit the goal and I really feel like when we step back and look at the intention, we can say, oh, you know, it's, it's not actually beneficial for me to practice yoga this morning, but it is beneficial for me to sit and read a book for 15 minutes because my intention was to take time out and take time for myself every day, as opposed to actually the practice of yoga. Um, yes. So I yeah. find that that's a really... Powerful way to stay out of the blame should game is recognizing what my intentions are, and then recognizing whatever my schedule or my desire or my goals might not meet my intention today. And it's right easy, It's easier when we divorce from the goal. It's a temporary goal, and my goal is right. going to change as it right. meets or doesn't meet my intention of why I want something.
0: Very, so that's like such a key point, you know, of like watching, looking at where our attachments are, why we think we need to be doing something and um, really checking in as to why do we believe that? And is it true? And is it relevant in this moment? And um, to step back and look at these goals. Uh, I, 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 yeah, that the word gold kind of rubs me the wrong way just because it has, you know, the, the a lot of failure uh, connotation attached to it. And, and um, coming into that more intentional space of what is it that I really need and and why? And um, and sometimes if there is that tough love piece in there, too, of <laughs> um, how being, to, being however being able to see that um, and doing it in, from a compassionate way. Um, is so you said that perfectly of, um, yeah, looking at the the attachments and being able to shift and change and negotiate. And also looking at where we want to negotiate something that maybe isn't really in our best interest sometimes too, because it is a little sneaky, little sneaky mind there. Oh yeah. 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 And that's part of the listening to ourselves and learning how to trust that voice and that listening of, okay, yeah, I don't really feel like going and doing this my exercise this morning. And yet ultimately I know I will feel better in this, and you know, this being able to have that moment of check in and see what, and be able to say, no, you know, I do need to take a hot bath or do something different and shift gears. And um, cause those, those build that self-trust too. When we do listen to ourselves um, a lot more. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of finding the nuance through practice and exploration of, I don't feel like I want to do my morning yoga practice how do I feel afterwards? Like looking at the whole continuity, a friend that Mm -hmm. I was talking to the other day said, Oh, have you ever heard the saying, if you don't want to do something, then you definitely should. And I said, yeah. And I've also heard that if it's not a hard, yes, it's definitely a no. (laughs) And (laughs) Both of those are very true. And it's the playing with what we do and seeing the, how it responds in our bodies and our
0: lives yeah. and
1: in our emotions. Right. Let us know better when it is. If it's not a hard yes, it's a no, and when it's I don't feel like, but really I should. <laughs> 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 Both are totally true. And just right, right the moments. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and that's that part of um, getting to know ourselves and know where we have the certain tendencies, um, and 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 being being willing to look and, and see and watch and check, you know, how does this really feel? And I like that, you know, that thinking through the whole process of, Oh yeah, I, I generally, I know I feel a lot better when I'm done with this. So this is, um, that is my intention is to feel better today or, you know, being able to just really have that check-in that check-in time. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, um, Let's see here. Um, but it besides, I mean, I think we've kind of talked about some of the roadblocks block um, to achieving our goals and desires. Um, and, you know, as we said, not necessarily goals, but being able to check into what um, what it is that we're needing and what our true intention is. Um, are there some, some specific things that you teach or address to address these challenges of um, looking at how, you know, watching, I guess, as part of possibly that embodiment practice of really just the tuning in mm-hmm. to all areas um, and then being able to get more access to whatever that, you know, that our deeper voice.
1: Mm-hmm. I think one of the key things that I teach is humor. And mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. um, so even when reminding people what the purpose is for the practice, which is, overall balance. And I know different practices, yoga practices have different um, intentions, but as far as I'm practicing, I'm practicing for overall balance and use, even use of my body. But I'll remind people when they're trying to do wide legged seated and you know, and folding over, which most people can't actually get very far in a way that's beneficial for their body, reminding them that the only benefit of getting your head to the ground is that then you can smell your yoga mat. Like there's no benefit. It's probably (laughs) on the yoga mat. Um, So reminding people with a sense of humor about what they're practicing and why. And then the other thing I really try to do is to teach people the difference between challenge and damage and give them internal cues and internal ways so that they can um, discover and teach themselves and play with their own practice, no matter who their teacher is, whether they're in a class, whether they're practicing alone, so that they can start to recognize, ooh, this is hard, but this feels balanced in my body. And it feels like what I'm working for. And this is just damaging. And my ego is getting involved that I want to do this, or I feel like I should be practicing for 30 minutes when my body really wants to practice for 20 minutes, or my body wants to practice for 60 minutes. Um, So really trying to give people the internal cues. So I do a lot of teaching try it this way and then try it this way and feel the difference so that people can start to really get the nuance from inside themselves instead of from someone cueing them because mm-hmm. I can cue well and I can see what's going on in people's bodies, but it's, I'm not inside their bodies. And right. what I really want is for everyone to eventually be their own teacher that can adapt everything to what they need at the time. Of course, as best as as we're humanly capable of, because we can mess that up too, even when we have the skills. So (laughs) a lot of humor at messing up and just being human and- uh, Being
0: being easy on ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And recognizing, um, I think a big thing is recognizing Shavasana, which is the closing pose for yoga for people that don't know where you lie at the end which is basically a turning off that everything needs a turning off to Mm. settle in. And that um, because we're not doing anything doesn't mean that anything isn't nothing is integrating in our bodies or in our beings. And sometimes the pause and the break is really what our nervous system, our um, muscular system, um, our spiritual system needs to be able to, let what we learned and what we've done settle and become part of us and then move forward with um, more grace and strength and humor and patience. I think humor is the biggest thing. Being yes. a
0: <laughs> Yes. It's just a, a wonderful reminder. Yes. You know, this is, this is all, important here and you know and yet it's not serious and to be able to you know lighten up lighten up and you know let go of this grasping that things have to be in a certain way or um, just that energy is so counterintuitive to being in balance and, and and being at ease with ourselves and being able to listen it just it gets in the way of the listening and hearing what we're really needing the mm-hmm. so laughter and laughter is such a great and we you know this Yes. That's great medicine, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it makes everything easier. And I yeah. think being able to, for people to recognize that if they can't contain more, they're not going to get more from doing more. Right. But sometimes like when I teach workshops or other things, I encourage people like if you're hitting your max, just don't do something, just sit and watch, just sit and absorb. Like if you... Don't have the capacity to receive more. You're not not going to get any more by doing. So just let it soften and find its way and jump back in when it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, for your capacity, physically, mentally, spiritually.
0: Yeah, I think that you know it's that's such an applicable uh, approach to everything that we do, right? I mean, just having that awareness of. Um, yeah, where where is our capacity, and where are we pushing it, and where do we, and why, and can, you know, how, when can we relax and back off, and and uh, be more gentle with ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and maybe that stems from there are some people that really need to push more because they tend to be more in the gentle, and some people that need to back mm-hmm. off. Yeah, um, okay. so it it kind of depends on the situation and the person, because um, sometimes we do as you were talking about trying to make ourselves practice when we don't feel like it, sometimes we do need to push and sometimes we do need to soften. And that's the art.
0: That is the art, the art and the practice. Checking in. So what is the intention? What is your really, your bigger uh, desire, your heartfelt desire for yourself?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then really always remembering to check in after you do something and seeing how it resonated.
0: Yes. I like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because it's, it's about learning what the information is that we're getting from things. Cause just cause we make a decision. Doesn't, you know, maybe we go, oh, we'll, Oh, maybe, um, you know, I did have that little niggle that maybe I shouldn't be doing this today or, you know, and so it's, and then going, okay, now I know what that that's about, you know, and being able to go, that's, that's what that voice is, you know? And so having those, um, That paying attention is, you know, knowing that everything is information, you know, that really there are no right and wrongs, right? It's, it's all information and learning. It's whether or not we pay attention. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And then if we pay attention with our whole being or only our mental aspect or only our physical aspect or only our emotional, um, we analyze it, it's different than when we feel it and when we experience it. And yeah, it's an ongoing learning.
0: It's ongoing. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the goal tends to, this just doesn't fit because it's, it is an ongoing conversation, you know, with ourselves, with the people around us, with our environment. And so it's just, uh, you know, this releasing that there's someplace that we need to be, you know, because it is, it is, it is about that process. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of times we end up where we need to be because some there was some hiccup along the way that um, stopped us or changed our path. And so that we were right in the right spot at the right time, like stopping to say hi to someone. And then um, this has happened to me that literally a huge tree branch fell like 10 feet in front of me. And I was like, oh, thank heavens. Thank heavens I got derailed because I would have been crushed if I right. I would have been crushed if I didn't
0: right. Get yes,
1: derailed. So um, remembering that we're all exactly where we're supposed to be, even if even if it doesn't feel good.
0: Right. Yeah. Even if it doesn't feel good, that is. Um. Yeah. It is that reminder. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with with that. Um, as well as. The, uh, and being able to have the the synchronicity and being aware of the things that are going on around us and yet you know it's because it is all about you know what's that what's in the what's happening in the present moment instead of thinking I need to get down that trail further you know just in responding to the to the being in that present moment as much as we can yeah that's that part of that practice <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Always as much as
1: we can yeah and it is recognizing we can. that we don't have the capacity to Sometimes I don't have the capacity to do my practices, and I just recognize that I don't have the capacity to do what I need to do now, so I'm either not going to interact with someone or I'm going to turn something off, or I'm just going to accept that I feel or act crappy right at this moment for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah, and have
1: it be okay. Yeah, and that's okay, and that's normal. Yeah. It's not normal to be feel perfect and happy all the time. That's,
0: uh, yes, that's a whole nother expectation, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. I really feel that the, um, what's happening to our mental health is what happens in the beauty world where there's these standards that are set that are unachievable and unrealistic. And so people have these expectations of themselves that aren't real, which is I'm never going to be upset or I'm never going to be sad or I'm never going to say or do anything mean, um, But I feel like it's wonderful, the movement for mental health, but just catching ourselves before we turn it into the ideal mental health or the ideal beauty that people don't recognize, that there's blemishes and there's normal and there's wrinkles and that imperfections and that those are beautiful and that that what's being discussed is not a final place. It's it's a movement. one one blip in a very broad experience.
0: Yeah, very true, very true. Well, um, what advice would you give to someone just starting out on their journey to body and physical transformation?
1: Mm, the, I think I'd say that all effort is a good effort. Yep. Even if you get it wrong. Even if you push too hard and injure yourself, everyone pushes too hard at some point, injures themselves, and that's how they learn the break system. Um, that it, yeah, any, all effort is good effort. Um And that taking breaks is important. Um, knowing that even like when I'm teaching yoga, sometimes so I'll give a dick, a range of different options to practice. And sometimes people might be physically tired and I remind them that watching is still learning.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yeah. You don't always have to be physically doing it. Even just watching someone else do movements, whether that be walking, whether that be dancing, whether that be yoga, that that is creating neural pathways in your brain that make it easier for you to physically move and you're still absorbing. So Mm -hmm. um, Remembering the intention of why you're doing it, so you can alter what you're doing when things change. And um, all effort is good effort. And being amused at the human process and that <laughs> you're gonna screw it up, it's gonna go too far or too slow or to this or to that. And uh, yeah, trying to have a sense of humor and. Um, I think the other thing is remembering that as we expand our expectations of ourselves expand, mm-hmm. so we never really meet our expectations. Um, this happens a lot. Like someone will tell me like, oh, I really wish I'd meditated every day for 15 minutes a day. And I'm kind of mad at myself for not, not doing it. And I remind them that like probably 15 years ago, the concept of meditating wasn't even in your idea of how to take care of yourself. So as you do more physically, spiritually, creatively, anything, you create a bigger container. And so you never actually fill your container or your plate because all of a sudden you've been exposed to more and you're like, Oh, now I can do that too. And you've totally forgotten that you used to want to walk every morning. And that has just become ingrained in your day and you, you almost don't give yourself any credit or any gold yeah. stars or any brownie points, things that right. have become normal. That yep.
0: ones so. I love that point. Cause I think that's so true that, you know, especially in, I think the physical realm, anything that we do too is we just, we, the things that are normal or, um, they're just, a, or what we think of as a given, we, we quit uh, acknowledging ourselves for and seeing that, Hey, you know what I I am doing, I am doing something. I am moving my body. Um, And, you know, that when we do give ourselves credit and um, pat ourselves on the back or feel good about ourselves, that energy is what propels us to want to continue doing more. You know, when we beat ourselves up and get into the, oh, I should be, you know, watch the should word um, popping in there, then that energy will Totally want to, you know, end it. And then you don't, you don't want to do that anymore. And it's like, doesn't create that, um, and momentum to, to move forward. You know, it's, we, we think that being hard on ourselves is how we're going to move forward. And it really is more about relaxing, finding the humor, being compassionate and gentle. And then it's just totally against what our, how, how we've been trained, but, and then we're able to, make uh, more, you know, clear, more intentional decisions for ourselves from a, from a loving space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love it. And so, well, is there anything else that you want, you know, that you can think of that um, would be important to add into our conversation today and sharing? Um, Um, We've kind of touched on some very key points in just in our journey of physical wellness and intention setting, mm-hmm. watching our capacity, renegotiating the the situation
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I think we covered it all for anybody getting started. I just reminding them that any movement is good, literally even if it is as simple as moving your wrists. For ten seconds, it's better than not moving your wrist for ten seconds. Um, and then it doesn't have to be long spurts of things. Right. Doing short, yeah, short movements out of your normal range without weight. So I always encourage people to start easy and then progress. Start at the easiest and then progress. Um, that that is the key to. Um, not getting stuck. Yeah. Clearly, if you do something all the time, your body does get stuck in it. Yes, get stuck, yeah. (laughs) Because of that. that (laughs) So, um, moving it around. I saw a video the other day on um, social media of some younger person asked their older boss if he remembered how to skip.
0: And he Mm -hmm. could not,
1: for the life of him, skip. It was very amusing to watch, but also I felt so sad, like, uh oh, you lost the ability to skip. <laughs> and like, I immediately got up and was like, Do I remember how to skip? Yeah, <laughs> I might have to
0: practice that later yeah. too. Yeah,
1: it's really <laughs> skipping is very fun. But I was, it didn't even dawn on me that you can lose the ability to do something that just because you never do it. Right. So, and right. Doing it for five seconds is better than no yep. seconds.
0: Yep. And I just know that you know from my own little head, it's like, oh, this is stupid. It, you know five five seconds that doesn't count and it's like those are those voices of you know oh, that is those are not true and those are just old programming. you know what? I'm just gonna do this and you know, give it give it uh you know, a couple weeks or whatever and and see if you can uh, move through those old that old stuff that keeps us held back, right all those voices that that tell us silly things so yes I love that just start start moving something
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah well tell us a little bit about how to find you um I know you have a, a website and a, a presence on social media and uh, some programs that I want to hear about that you have going on
1: um so my website is yogacurrents.com and, um, that is also my Facebook handle and my Instagram handle is at Lee Lubin, L-E-I-G-H-L-E-B-I-N. And, um, I have an online on-demand program called Come As You Are, which is meant to, when you arrive into the portal, you get to notice how you're feeling physically and mentally. Um, and then find a class that meets you where you are because sometimes we're, we're, f- physically exhausted, but our mind is racing and we need a practice that can quiet our mind and amp up our body simultaneously. So that is a series of 16 um, yoga practices and 16 meditations to meet us where we are. Likewise, if your head is going crazy, it's not appropriate to try to sit down and meditate. It's like trying to hold down a child in a temper tantrum or something. And so there's different practices to help bring you back online, um, the invite mindfulness, but don't totally derail or ignore where you're starting because um, you got to start with where you are. So those are on demand online. I also have in September, we have one cabin left at the McCarthy retreat, which is embodiment practices. So we practice in the morning for about two and a half hours and then have the rest of the day to explore wrangell St. Elias National Park mccarthy area because mccarthy
0: favorite- alaska yes yes Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, uh, it's one of my favorite places in the state and it really fills the soul and so those practices are a combination of um the fascia workshop that i created i don't know maybe seven or eight years ago combined with the non-duality meditation and they've been merged into this really beautiful practice that gives um, really gives what I feel like is the essence of what I want people to understand for yoga for the physical practices of yoga of how to know what is good for your body and not and how to move and and receive and accept and change as it is and and I will offer to anyone that's summer of purpose you can have 10% off and wow. if, if you um, just shoot me an email from the website instead of registering, then I'll send you an invoice for 10% off. There's one cabin left for that. And then I also do a very lovely um, yoga sea kayak retreat in Belize, mm-hmm. and that is in January. And um, okay. oh, sorry, if we go back a step, the McCarthy Alaska retreats in uh, September 8th through 11th, I believe. And then Belize is knock your socks off. We start with uh, in the rainforest at a really nice lodge that you don't even need to leave if you don't want to because it's so, it's on a reserve and it's just an amazing location right on the water. And we do a little bit more workshoppy there where we have a little bit more yoga. Um, But then I'm a big believer in exploring where you are, not just going to do yoga. So you still have. Options to hike and kayak and go caving and explore Mayan ruins, and then the second half of that trip, we go to um, Half Moon Key, uh, which is a now universal. not universal, it's not the word. It's a marine sanctuary, mm-hmm. uh, World Marine Sanctuary, and it's and there we just do yoga in the morning before we go out and snorkel and kayak and sail and fish and it's um a pretty lovely have your cake and eat it too get some learning get some playing and some adventure get some relaxation um get a lot of biological diversity and it was such a hit last year that two people came home and immediately signed up to come on the same trip next year
0: love it it does sound pretty fabulous
1: (laughs) pretty fabulous
0: Um, yeah yeah well nice well, thank you. And we will put all these um, contacts in, in the in the Facebook uh, comments and whatnot below. We'll get make sure we get that posted for you guys so you can find Lee. And I just wanted to thank you again for being here. And I want to also say that I have taken several workshops um, with Lee and have um, been filled up and um, inspired in new perspectives on things. And so I, I definitely um, want to say, She's a, a wonderful, awesome instructor, teacher, mentor. So um, thank you for everything that you've given me and um, provided and shared. And thank you for today. It's been, it's been an honor and fun uh, conversation.
1: Yeah. it's I really appreciate um, being part of the summer purpose and that you're spreading your good and um, the possibility for people to be more gentle and more playful and more full all at the same time. And I really appreciate what you're doing and I'm honored to be part of it. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed our conversation as well. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. We will talk with you very soon. Thank you for listening to the Art of Purpose podcast. I hope you found today's episode insightful and inspiring. If you enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to rate and review this show on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us reach more people and spread the message of personal growth and self-discovery. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And for more daily inspiration, follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Designs. That's G-A-Y-L-A Designs or go to galadesigns.com and subscribe to my email list. Thank you for being a part of this community. I look forward to sharing more insights and encouragement with you on the next episode of the Art of Purpose podcast.